Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. This season is a season of, of um, appreciating God for the initiative to saving mankind because if Jesus wasn't born for the purpose of death, you and I would be lost in our sins, right? And the hope of heaven is, is, not, is not guaranteed for us. But we have hope. The hope of the gospel is that Jesus died. He was buried. He rose again. And we have seen. Or let me say we have witnessed this. By the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Because the way we know Jesus is resurrected is the fact that we have the Holy Spirit in us. Mm. Yeah, because none of us were born during the time of the crucifixion of Jesus. So how can we be so sure that there was a man, according to a writing called the Bible, that there was a man who died, there was a man who was buried? How can we be so sure? You see, but the way we know the... um, the um, the assurance, the way we have assurance of the gospel is the fact that we have the Holy Spirit in us. Hallelujah. Jesus said to his disciples that except I go to the Father, okay, which is to your advantage, the Spirit of God will not come. So it is after he leaves that the Holy Spirit comes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, We've been talking about love lately, and this is the full expression of the Father's love. John 3.16 says, For God, God who is the absolute and the infinite or infinite personality, for God, so the absolute degree. Somebody said, Pastor Victor's father says, he's a teacher of the word. He says that his favorite word in that, in that verse is the word so. For God so. It tells you the degree of how much he loves you. For God so then loves the ultimate emotion. So the ultimate degree. For God the ultimate personality. For God so loved the world. The ultimate deficit. The world was in the place of deficit. <laughs> That he gave his only begotten son, the ultimate gift. That whosoever believes in him will not perish. If you believe in Jesus here, can you say, I believe in Jesus? Jesus. Hallelujah. It's important to know that when Jesus was born, um, Jesus was born but had to put himself through the tutelage of people until the showing forth of his manifesting his glory until that time so jesus was born and had to be under certain people before he was released to do his actual assignment let's read galatians chapter 4 verse 1 let me show you something galatians chapter 4 verse 1 
since now I see that the heir, as long as he is what? A child. Are you still here this evening? Okay. It says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is what? A child. Does not differ at all from a slave. The difference between a child and a slave is the fact that a slave is not related to the master. But the child is related to the master. Is that correct? Alright, so... I'm not getting responses from you. Are you all hungry or what? Or are you angry? What's going on here? Amen. Are you together? Yes, well, are we together? Amen. Yes, all right. So it's now I say that the heir, as long as he's what? A child does not differ at all from a slave. Though, who is the he there? Though the child is the master of all. Meaning that even though the child is directly in relationship with the master, he's not different from a slave because he's still a child. Are you getting that? So there is no difference between a child in the house, growing up in, in the house of a rich man, and the servants in the rich man's house. There's no difference. The reason is because the child is not in, in the place where he can comprehend the activities of the father. In fact, the slaves might be able to understand the workings of the father more than the child. But a time is going to come when the child begins to grow, all right, and the child begins to understand responsibility, know how the father works, and then eventually takes over maybe the father's business, as the case may be. Verse 2. But he is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. So every child who is born is born to be trained in line with what the child is born for. The child is under tutelage until it is time for the child to be released for his, act or his calling or his assignment. This is very important to know. So, looking at the life of Jesus, have you asked yourself why when Jesus was born, after two, three years, he didn't go to the cross? Or at the age of 12, when he went to, um, to the synagogue and then he had to talk with the lawyers and the teachers of the law, he never went there and said, the reason why I came is so that I can die. And then he went straight to the cross. He didn't do that. The Bible says Jesus learned obedience by the things he what? He suffered. Yeah. So the child cannot come to the place of responsibility if he has not gone through the manning process or the maturing. Praise God. So he says, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Verse 3. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Let me show you something in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, which is the theme for today's service. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. It says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. Now let's read this again together. Let's go, want to 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 go. For unto us a child is born, 
unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace a child is born a son is what is given did you get it a child is what born but a son is what given the real gift is not when the child is born the real gift is when the child becomes a son now you see there is responsibility here in this verse the responsibility here is the government being on his shoulder that's the responsibility the responsibility of the government on the shoulder of Jesus is not on Jesus as a child but it's on Jesus as what as a son so there is a difference between children and sons in fact there are two words that the Greek or the Hebrew translations interpret sons there is one that is called technon and there is another one that is called heus technon is sonship by virtue of relationship that's technon you are a son because you were born that's technon but there is another kind of sonship which is sonship by virtue of responsibility so that there are, there are some sons that are not really sons even though they were born sons but the father can entrust the responsibility of his business to them because they are not what responsible so jesus this message is inspired by a conversation that i had in the morning with um, myself pastor chibuzo nat bb yemi I'm, I'm going to introduce pastor yemi to you guys very soon uh, uh who again uh who, who was in that conversation pastor paul which finally he where's pastor paul he finally gave into the con this is this is the conversation let me tell you guys okay or let me ask you guys which would you take first which one are you going to choose um you said that you would go through training with mark zuckerberg and bill gate together for one year and you would enjoy exposure with them and the benefits of their network okay and you see the intricacies of their business and how things work with them that's one as against you being given 10 million dollars which in the nigerian really and you giving 10 million dollars which if you convert right now is going to be about four billion naira. <laughs> you know when i said the 10 million dollars some people were quiet immediately i converted it to naira four billion naira. someone said ha ah. <laughs> so which are you going to take are you going to choose the training for capacity you take the training all right you know what i don't intend to divide my service okay i'm preaching a sermon right now so some of you are saying that the money will bring capacity some of you are saying that the training will bring the money right 
So if I give you the 10 million dollars right now, you would walk away. <laughs> Praise God. It was, it was quite an interesting um, conversation we had in the morning. Yeah, but I learned a lot from Pastor Chibuza's perspective and my sister's perspective, Bibi's perspective. Pastor Paul was a bit confused in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the, the thing is, um, if you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus had to go through certain things to actualize his purpose for being born. Okay, so Jesus was not crucified as a child. Are you getting what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say to you, the message is very simple today. That if Jesus was not crucified as a child, but as a son, then it means that everyone who is going to be relevant in his calling and his purpose must not remain a child. You have to grow up. Yeah? Because... um, it is only sons that take inheritance. The difference between you as a son and the slave is that the slave is paid a salary. But the son is going to take ownership of the man's wealth. That's the difference. So when you begin to grow and mature yourself to the place of sonship, I hope you know when you're planted in the vineyard of God, when you're planted in church, you're planted in the things of God, you begin to grow deep down, you begin to root yourself down before you produce fruits. There's some people who um, are not steady with the things of God because they are not rooted. Okay? They are not rooted. They are they are easily moved or shaken. So it's easy to see some people who stop coming to church because there is a lack of roots. You see some people getting easily taken, uh, easily carried away by what people are saying or they are in church for the wrong reasons and it's because of a lack of roots. And those kinds of people are not productive. Right, So sonship will require that you go deeper. And I hope you know that bearing fruits is not contagious. <laughs> I can't be rooted for you. In fact, you're not rooted because you shake the pastor's hands. You're not even rooted because you know the pastor. You're not rooted because you come to church. You are rooted because of a relationship with God. Amen. So your root is the guarantee for your fruit producing. Uh, My brother asked a question this morning and he said, was Jesus anointed from birth? That's a very smart question. The answer is yes, but Jesus did not do the miracles that he did as God. He did the miracles that he did on the earth as son of man, not God. So everything Jesus did was a function of choice. So that if Jesus was going to heal the sick, he would heal the sick not as God. But he would heal the sick as a son of man who has groomed himself to the place where he is able to heal the sick. 
as an ordinary man will do. That's why when he was walking on water, to prove to you, he told another man to walk on the water. Do you understand that? So what I'm saying to you is that children are born, but sons are what? Given. The real gift is sonship. The real gift to our world is what? Sonship. So, inasmuch as we celebrate the birth of Jesus and we celebrate, we applaud his um, being born, if Jesus refused in the Garden of Gethsemane to accept the responsibility of the cross, you see, his birth is useless. Amen. So, I celebrate more the sonship and the maturing process of Jesus. He learned obedience by the things he suffered. Now let me bring this home to you before I round up. It's a good thing that we're born and we celebrate our birthdays every, every year, right? You see, but it's more important when your life is actually a gift to this world. It's more important. So life is not just about... Um, duration life is also about donation and beyond that life is also about destination because there are many people who who have impacted the world and they have donated well but their destination is, is, is hell because they have failed to believe in Christ or they have refused Christ as the Lord and Savior so the weight of responsibility falls on sons. How many people here want to be sons and not children? If, if you want to be. Amen. It's important to know that. Now look at this. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son. The word son here is the word, um, it means um, perpetrator of the household name. That's the meaning of the word son here. Unto us a son is given. And the government, you see the semicolon there, explaining to the responsibility of the son there. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. Acts 20.32. Let me show you something there. Acts 20.32. Acts 20.32. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace it says so now brethren i commend you to god and to the word of his grace which is what able to build you up and what give you an inheritance the inheritance is given after the building are you getting that the inheritance is given after the building the inheritance is gotten after the building the inheritance is gotten after what? After the building. So don't, don't short circuit your building process. Because that is what will give you the capacity for inheritance. Praise God. Everyone who is here, you have an assignment. You have a mission you have a purpose everybody who is here looking at me everybody there is something god has asked you to do you must know that you must come to the place of maturity and depth in god 
not depth in church. Can you please differentiate the two? I hope you know there are some people who stay long in church but are not necessarily mature believers. In fact, there are some people who are almost pastors because they understand the language. But you see, when the storm comes, you see them shaking. They are not mature believers. A mature believer is someone who has a relationship and is rooted in the word for yourself. That's a mature believer. So can you help me look at your neighbor say, um, move from childhood to sonship. Hallelujah. So it's important to know, very key to know, that those who will take, um, who become pillars in the body of Christ are those who will understand the place of building and maturing. Those are the people. You have gifts already imparted into your spirit. Allow the expression of your gifts. Some of you don't feel you have any business with church or you have any business with ministry. Some of you don't, in fact, you feel that you do better in the secular world than you are connected to the kingdom. But you see, when you begin to mature in God, God will open your eyes to see the connection with your passion and kingdom work. Because the, the passion he gave you is actually connected to kingdom, eventually. So those people who cannot reconcile their passion for life and the work of ministry, like we teach here, that ministry is not only when you hold the microphone, right? Ministry means bringing the kingdom of God in your area of specialty. That's ministry. So as a lawyer, as, um, as a doctor, as an engineer, whatever field you are, if you are able to bring God's will, God's counsel in that sector, that's ministry. So, it would only take people who will mature in God, mature in their relationship with God, all right, that will be able to bring ministry and advance the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You know, when we're saying there's a mighty supply, there's a mighty supply, there's a mighty supply coming for you. Many of you don't know that it takes responsibility to handle the mighty supply. It does. And I hope you know with the mighty supply is also a mighty supply of challenges. <laughs> it's the truth. If you're asking God to give you, um, uh, to take you to new levels, there are new devils in new levels. It's the truth. In fact, some of us can't handle the problem of rich men. When I mean rich men, I mean people who are dealing with billions right now or billions of dollars right now. You're, we're coming there, right? You know, I said to you that you're going to sow your seeds in millions, and when you put them together, they will become sowing your seeds in billions. Because we're taking our inheritance. Hallelujah. We're taking our inheritance. We are. But you must understand that your manning process, your maturing, is what connects you with God personally. So let me advise you today, um, just like Jesus as a child could not die, but he had to become son. That's the way you must not remain the way you are. You must progress to sonship. For the earnest expectation of what? The creation. 
is waiting for what? The manifestation of the sons of God, not children. Sons manifest. Children, they are taken care of. You take care of children. You groom children. You grow them. You are patient with children. Sons are the ones who do the work. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, some of you are at the stage where you need to tell yourself, this is the end of this phase. I'm progressing to a new phase. That's sonship. You need to come to the end of one phase about you. And then, that's why I said to you on Wednesday, don't get used to who you are because you don't even know you. If I, what God is about to do in you, you don't even know. Are you still here? So it's important that you know there is a new phase in you that is about to be birthed. So you must allow the process. You must allow the maturing process to bring forth a new you. Hallelujah. Yeah. And I said to you also on Wednesday that they are in levels. They are in levels. Like if you're counting from the number 1 to 10, which is one stage, you're going to count um, from 11 to 20 on another level of 10. Is that correct? Because 11 to 20 is not necessarily new figures. You're just adding 1 and 1 together, 1 and 2 together to make 12, 1 and 3 together to make 13, right? Then 2 and 0 to make 20. Then you move on another level of 10. Some of us prefer to be on nine than to be on one on a higher level. Do you understand it? So it means every progressive person must understand humility and must understand the place where you need to share and allow God for new workings in your life. There's a new working in your life. Hallelujah. There is something new that the world has not seen. You see, but it's for sons. It's for sons. Some of you, the only thing you have done is probably to fast. When the church said, let's fast. And that's the only spiritual exercise you've done. If I hear your tongues, it's the same from the day you were born again till now. Same tongues. Mealy, 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 mealy. You see, but there, there are dimensions in God where you begin to mature in your relationship with God. Where there are certain times you are praying, you are stepping into levels. And you know it in your prayers. When you come out of your prayer closet, you know something has shifted. Right? Or you are, you are getting used to the word. You are friendly with scriptures. There are levels. Let's press further for deeper levels. Let's go into deep waters. Hallelujah. For unto us a child is born. Unto us what? A son is given. Unto us a what? Son is given. Sons are gifts to this world. Sons, they are gifts to this world. The last thing I will say to you tonight is that your inheritance is already prepared for you. Alright? So God does not call you. And then after you have come, he's now saying, okay, let's start preparing something for you. No. It is prepared first, and then he calls you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Before God calls you, he has prepared where you're going. Right? So, where you are going is already prepared. It's already prepared. Where I'm going is already prepared. Your greatness is already prepared. 
the glory you are stepping into is already what? Prepared. The cars you are going to drive is already prepared. The houses you will buy is already prepared. It's, it's prepared. It's kept for you. For manifestation. Okay? But you have to understand that it will take a journey before you get there. So these things are prepared. Do you know what inheritance is? It is your share in God. That's inheritance. Your share in God. Your inheritance is already prepared. Hallelujah. It's already prepared. Somebody say, my inheritance is prepared. Alright. So, so you have to know. The children of Israel. The Bible says that um, Moses took them out of Egypt. But who took them to the promised land? It was Joshua who did. See, the Canaan land, which was flowing with milk and honey, it was prepared for them, waiting for them. And God used giants to protect the land for them. So that the, the, the giants that were there, who seemed to be like oppositions, were actually a protective measure by God to keep in check Canaan until the children of Israel will come. You know what that means? It means that there are certain oppositions that have protected your own possession. So when you go to what is yours and you see challenges, the challenges are not for you. They are keeping others away from what is for you. If you are thinking fast with me, you will catch what I'm saying. It's already prepared. It's already prepared. Hallelujah. Nobody will take what is yours. Some of you came to this town, to Abuja. You are passing things. You are passing what is yours. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are passing. The nations are prepared for you. Is it unbelief that is making your mouth quiet this, this evening? Did you hear what I said? I said that the nations, are, they are prepared for you. <laughs> Praise God. Because you know when I'm talking, I'm not saying this to psych you. I'm saying this so you understand it. No, Jesus did not struggle now. Do you understand? When Jesus came, he didn't struggle with certain things. He knew that certain things were for him. He knew. He said, destroy this temple in three days, I will build it. He spoke confidently. He was not waving about some of the things that he said. No. They're already prepared for you. In fact, you know, when they sent spies to go and see the, um, the land that is full with milk and honey, what the prophecies said, the Bible says the 12 of them, all right, went to Canaan and they saw fruits. Just imagine, we don't have such fruits here, yeah, because they don't grow here. Um, but let's use bananas, for example. One bunch of banana. The Bible describes it that one man could not take a bunch of banana. You have to, you have to, you require two people to be able to carry a bunch of banana. That's how, that's how productive the land is. That when the land produces fruits, the fruits grow in huge sizes. That's how much Canaan was flowing with milk and honey. And when they, get, when they got back to Moses... Moses was 
seeking for reports from them. What did you guys see when you went there? You know what they said? They said, truly, the land is flowing with milk and honey. But, there are giants in that land and we were in their eyes as grasshoppers. So, you see, those people were even helping the giants see for themselves. He said, we were in their eyes as grasshoppers. I, you see, I have a problem when you look at oppositions and you make the opposition see what you're not supposed to see. You make the, let me put it, let me say that again. You make the opposition make you see what you're not supposed to see. Because when you see opposition, there's nothing wrong with it. But when you are seeing yourself in a certain way because of the opposition you saw, there's a problem. Don't let the oppositions make you see yourself differently. Believe that you have come to take your inheritance. Hallelujah. The manifestation is for sons and not for children. Growing God this coming year. Um, there are certain things you must put away. Okay, Certain relationships that you have to change, you have to analyze. Some of you are in relationships that will not keep you progressive. Right? You have to tell yourself the truth. I have to severe such relationships. Praise God. Because if, if you're connected to people who you grew up with and are not necessarily progressive people, um, you are feeding your past and you are starving your future. Many of you have relationships that are taking you backwards rather than forward. So you have to sit down and begin to analyze these relationships. How progressive is this relationship for me? Is this relationship taking me to maturity in God? Is this relationship taking me to kingdom expansion? So you must learn now how to begin to compartmentalize. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not saying alienate people or I'm not saying shut people out, but compartmentalize. I've learned that. I've learned that. I learned that from a great mentor. Praise God. It's important. Important. God wants to mature you in this season. He wants to, make, he wants to commit great things to your hands. Some of you have never preached before. You're going to preach next year. Do you understand it? It's, it's a maturing process. Some of you have never laid hands on the sick and you've been a Christian for how long? Somebody is sick and the first thing that is supposed to be natural to you is meant to lay hands on the person. You should know what you have. It's your inheritance, the ability to heal the sick. It's your inheritance. You have it. The man was begging for arms. And what did Peter and John say? He said, silver and gold we don't have, but what we have. So what did he have apart from silver and gold? He knew what he had. And what he had was enough to tell that man, get up. Hallelujah. Many of you will look at lack and you will dominate lack. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, you will look at lack. There is no money in your pocket. You will dominate it. Huh? You will dominate it. Okay, because I believe that this word of God, right? This word of God, which is true, let's test it. Let's prove it. You see, we're we all saying faith, faith. Um, 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 what again? Mighty supply. Let's prove it. If it is true, let it be true for me. Let's prove it. Let's prove it. Does this God work? 
Your mom is sick. Have you laid your hands on your mom? The archbishop heard that if he prays for the dead, the dead will come back to life because the pastor was preaching it. And when he heard it, he said to the pastor, can I do it? The Bible says that we can all do it. These signs will follow them that believe in my name. They will cast out demons and all that. So, so because Jesus did it, can I do it? The pastor said, yes, you can do it. He said, have you done it? The pastor said, no, but you can do it. Thank God for that pastor who said, you can do it. And then he took his bicycle. He went from house to house announcing if there's any dead man in the house. Is there any dead, but is there any dead person here? He said, no, all right. Is there any dead? I can imagine what they were saying about him when he was asking if they're dead people. He said, is there any dead person here? Until he finally got to a place where there was a dead baby. And then he opened the scripture where the Bible says Jesus prayed for the damsel. He prayed, nothing happened to the, to the girl, to the little baby. Nothing happened. He opened the scripture. He saw how Jesus did it. He saw that the Bible says Jesus drove all the people who were around him away. So he told the mother, the father, and all the um, crying partners, See all of you, Psh, oh yeah. Now it was only him and the baby. And then he laid hands on the baby. Before you know it, the baby sniffed. And life came back to the baby. Life came back to the baby. And from there, he took his bicycle again, announcing, is there any dead person here? You see, that's how the ministry of the archbishop expanded. If you read the story of Jesus, the Bible says, this beginning of miracles did Jesus do and manifested his glory. Some of you are using English to explain the God you have when you are supposed to be doing signs and wonders. <laughs> the occultic man out there, the man who doesn't know God, is using blood. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's using, he's using virgins, innocent people. And we believers, we don't know that I am dead. God has given to us, therefore, signs and wonders. You are a sign. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are a sign in this generation. But you see, it's for songs. It's for songs. It's for songs. When I mean it's for songs, I'm not saying you don't qualify. I mean that you must put yourself in the place where God has groomed you. In the school of learning, humility, hallelujah. God is taking you to nations, praise God. He will not give you what is more than you. That's why he has to build you. You don't know if God gives us certain things and properties right now at the stage we are at TSP, it might, it might crumble us. So he wants, to, <laughs> he wants to mature us in the process so that when we get there, we're strong enough to handle those things. If you have a small heart, you have no business with dealing with the nations. <laughs> Praise God. If your heart is very small, you have no business dealing with the nations when you cannot deal with the people who are around you. You are not saying, God, take me places. Which place? <laughs> Where? Are you getting what I'm saying? As a pastor, you are, compl- you, are you know, uh, you are stuck with tradition. <laughs> I imagine pastors who are stuck with tradition, you get? If you go abroad, you come to certain churches abroad, you wonder if you are in church. 
<laughs> when the keyboard is playing the keyboard and he's chewing gum and he's blowing balloon and the, the anointing is even moving the pastor is preaching and there's a cup of coffee. people are just walking up and down to t- and the pastor is still preaching it must be it must be done your way it must be done my way it must you must have a large heart praise god <laughs> hallelujah but you're taking the nations hallelujah nobody will take your inheritance nobody but this thing is for sons it's for sons it's not for children it's for sons it's for sons so those of you who are in one level of your relationship with god god is about to take you deeper amen it's about to take you deeper some of you say but i don't have desire for these things in the natural order hunger comes to you in the spiritual order you become hungry you, are you getting what i'm saying you get hungry to survive hunger is a sign of life hunger is a sign of life so anyone who is not hungry there's a problem that's why as, as a medical doctor one of the things you want to know is if the person has appetite or if there is loss of appetite you want to know because it's important to the health or to knowing the health of or the state of the person's health is important so there are some of us who have lost hunger for the things of god but that fresh fire is coming upon you amen, amen. you see as cool and easy this service might be right now there's a fresh unction coming upon you some of you will hear my words days after now are you getting what i'm saying Press deeper into deeper waters. Deeper into deeper levels. Deeper. Deeper. Go beyond the shallow place. Go beyond the shallow place. For unto us a child is born. Unto us what the son is given. You're going to be one of the gifts that this world will celebrate. Hallelujah. Am I talking to people here tonight? You're going to be one of the gifts. One of the major gifts that this world will celebrate. And you see, when you come on the scene, many people will not see you coming. But by the time you show up, nobody will deny that these things are for you. Nobody. In fact, nobody will deny that you qualify for these things. They will wonder, where have you come from? Where have you come from? Hallelujah. Praise God. Some of you who don't like to pray, you would love to pray. In fact, you just feel like praying. I hope you know your fine boy, your fine girl is for God. You are cute, you are handsome, you are beautiful, but you are anointed. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are anointed. That's TSP for you. You are anointed. You are anointed. You are anointed. There are some people who struggle to pray. You know what it is? There are are demons sitting on you. Praise God. (laughs) They are stopping you from praying. And you are not seeing them. <laughs> they are sitting on your two shoulders. <laughs> Praise God. And they are blowing you breeze. <laughs> Receive fresh unction. You will do these things by yourself. Songs. You know, in those days, they would call us, come and do morning devotion. Morning devotion was always terrible and painful. Why? Because you want to keep sleeping. But now, we wake up ourselves to do it. Are you getting it? Nobody will tell you. The level you are going, no one will tell you. Take up your Bible and read. 
Nobody will tell you. There are some people, they, they, they are very fine. One week, they have not opened the scriptures. And they are fine. It will become strange to you. Hmm? This thing I'm saying, it will become strange to you that a day, see, my body scratches me when I don't hear a word in a day. I must listen to a message. Yesterday I was so blessed by my own message. This is, is, uh, I was blessed by what I was saying. Because the fact that I'm a medical doctor and I give you paracetamol doesn't, need, doesn't mean I don't need sometimes. The doctor can be sick too. So even though he prescribes the drug, he still needs to take it sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what I say to you blesses me also. So some of you, it will be strange to you that you are not pressing into spiritual debt. To be strange to you. Prove the word of God. Hallelujah. Prove the things of the spirit. And I hope you know when you start doing these things, even you will start laughing at yourself. You say, what are you doing now? You're praying in tongues. Maybe you're praying in tongues. for right now, I've, I'm developing godly habits. Okay? I'm going to teach you guys on that. Godly what? Habits. Godly habits are things you do so that you become, you become accustomed to spiritual exercise. Godly habits. Praying in tongues. You divide the day into watches and you pray in tongues. Those moments... That's a godly habit. In fact, those godly habits will phase out some negative habits. It will. So you have to try them. The first watch of the day, 6 to 9 in the morning. Second watch, 9 to 12. Another watch, 12 to 3. Another watch, 3 to 6. Then 6 to 9. Then maybe the last watch, 9 to 12. In all of those watches, if you can pray 10 minutes in the spirit, you are developing godly habits. Hmm? If you need to even use your phone as a reminder saying to you, pray in the spirit every four hours of the day for just 10 minutes, you should do it until your body is used to it. Hallelujah. There are some things that you will not struggle to do when you are Hallelujah. Praise God. Life is going to be easy for you in 2017. And you will grow to a place where you understand God deeper. Amen. Amen. You see, these things that I'm, I'm saying you should do might sound like foolishness to you. Okay? Or might sound like foolishness to people around you. But don't get discouraged. Amen. Amen. The manifestation is for sons and not for children. Jesus manifested as a son, not as a child. The son or the child is not different from a slave. Okay? A slave cannot take inheritance. There's only sons that take inheritance. So it's important for you and I to understand that. Amen. Amen. So let's, let's bow down our heads and just begin to pray. Begin to pray in the Holy Spirit where you are. Just sit down and, 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 and pray in the Holy Spirit. This concludes this message. 
Thank you for listening, and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.